Expect today. Expect today. That I'm talking to each one of us, and I'm, I'm taking a commandment from the Word, and I'm giving it to you. The Lord says this is timely for today. Expect today. Expect today. Have, have there been things, people, sicknesses, lack, parts of the curse that are trying to come against you? Trying to bring adversity to your life? Even mediocrity or average trying to steal from your triumphant advance. Has anybody had those things? You don't have to raise your hand, but anybody had those things trying to come against you? Psalm 71, 13 and 14 says this, let those who are adversaries, have you had some adversaries? It says, let those who are adversaries of my soul be ashamed and consumed. Glory to God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let my adversaries be ashamed and consumed. This, this is the Holy Spirit speaking through this writer. Let my adversaries be ashamed and consumed. Why? Because I'm on the Lord's side. See, when you love righteousness and hate sin, it puts you on the Lord's side. You're not an enemy of God. You're a friend of God. And if you're a friend of God, he says, I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. He says this. He says, look, make sure, make sure, let my adversaries be ashamed. Let my adversaries be ashamed. Let them be ashamed. Now, I know this is a little bit different day and the kids stay in here. Until the offering's done, let them stay till the offering's done today. I know you, you might want to take them back. Just let them stay today. If you've got adversaries, we've got to encourage ourselves on the word. Let our adversaries, no matter what its name is, sickness, disease, lack, curse, co-workers, boss, sometimes spouse, right? Let our adversaries be ashamed. But Lord, bless the spouse because that's what we want. We want it to be restored. Restored. Amen. And you better amen me, especially if your spouse is sitting next to you. Be restored. Full restoration. Amen? But if they won't change, let them be ashamed and consumed. Now watch. Listen to the rest of this. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek to injure me. I've watched over the years, you know, our, our march towards the Lord through boomerang and ministry. And when I started preaching in 1999, I was, I was preaching as a kid. But as an adult, in 1999, I started preaching and ministering at the jails and prison. And from that point, uh, you know, from that point when really ministry launched, from that moment, we started going after God. Did we make mistakes along the way? Absolutely. Did, did, our, did our flesh show up? Uh, yeah. Yes, it did. Did we make mistakes? Did we trip? Did we sin? Did we, did we fall? Yeah. But we dusted ourselves up. We picked ourselves up. In, encouraged ourselves in the Word. Said, all right, we missed it. Let us not get condemned. Let us not look back on all of our failures, but let us look forward to the hope of Jesus Christ. We started putting on Jesus more and more. We got better at it. We didn't trip as much. We didn't fall as much. We had these things going on. But along the way, guess what? There were adversaries. Many of them called themselves Christians. And they were Christians, but maybe just deceived. Some of them weren't Christians, but there were adversaries. And we've seen time and time and time again where the Lord said, No, you're coming against somebody whose heart is pure. You're coming against somebody who is mine, who has a call to fulfill what I want them to do on the earth and you come against them and the Lord would put them to shame this is a real thing well I thought God is a God of love he does he loves the people that love him that keep his commandments he said very clearly I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you in other words look you don't make yourself an enemy of God by making yourself an enemy of his people you don't do that it's wrong and all of a sudden we saw our adversaries be ashamed literally have had some people lose their lives I'm not kidding this is not a game but here's what I want you to get out of it when you make your heart God's heart When you make your heart God's heart, God says, I'll bless you. I will bless you. And you've got to understand that when God blesses you, 
can't nobody hold it back. When God drops favor on you, can nobody stop it? When God says, I want to bless you, you've got to understand that it's beyond what I can even ask or think. It's, a, it's beyond imagination. And how many people in here are want, is God wanting to bless? If you think he wants you to be blessed personally, above, 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 overflowing, if you think that, let me hear you shout Hallelujah! He wants you blessed. There's nobody here in this that he doesn't want blessed. The decision is, will we turn toward him? Will we make his ways our ways? Will we, will we make ourselves a friend of God and not an enemy? All right. Let those who are adversaries of my soul be ashamed and consumed. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek to injure me. But as for me, I will hope continually. Hope means joyful, confident expectation. But as for me, he's saying by the Holy Ghost, as for me, I will put on a joy and confident expectation. I won't just put on expectation. I'll put on confident expectation. I know that what I expect will come to pass. I know that God will uphold me. I know that he will strengthen me. I know that he will lift me up. And even if I fall, he will help dust me off and get me back on track. I know it. I will hope, be in joy and confident expectation continually. And I will praise you yet more and more. I will praise you yet more and more. Are you expecting to receive from the Lord today? Are you walking into prayer and into church this morning confidently with Bible hope, expecting the supernatural goodness of of Jesus to come to pass? Are the things that you've been facing and the adversaries, are they supernaturally going to be broken today? Are they supernaturally going to come to an end today? Are you expecting it? When we expect and put our hope on Him, He will not disappoint. Praise will be on our lips continuously because His love will always be poured out in our lives. Walk in hope and confident expectation today and put it on now regardless of how it's felt. Jesus has great things waiting for someone to put on hope in Him. Will it be you today? Will it be you? The word says this. In him we live and move and have our being. We're not here just to get uh, revelation only. We're not here just for increase today. We're not here just for healing. We're not here just, just to win a soul. Although that is great and mighty. All of those things are things that we need to have fruit in. We're here for Jesus and all that he represents, all that he's about. And those things that I mentioned, those are things in him. Those are what he's about. But it's not one of those things alone. It's about him. And I want us just to take a few minutes here. And I want us just to move in him. We've been worshiping. It's been awesome. They did, you know, that new song, What a Blessing. The anointing was all over it this morning. What a blessing. Prayer. It was awesome. But right now it's about Jesus. It's been about him the whole time. But sometimes we we forget that. Sometimes we're going through the motion. Sometimes adversity has gotten our brain off. But today's not that day for us. Today is the day where we're going to focus and make Jesus the Lord of this service, the Lord of our lives. We're going to be in expectation and things are going to change today in us. So Lord, right now, just close your eyes and just pray with me and worship. You can pray in the Holy Ghost, but let's just make it about him. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ho frekama atoro o bobole andalo o sevesta. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mahalo fe fredeke. Haramoso. Just pray with me. 
Let it, let it come out of your spirit, not just out of your mind. If you pray in tongues, you're welcome to do that in your personal prayer language. If you don't, just let the Holy Spirit direct your words. Jesus is about you. We praise you. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Jesus, we worship you. We are here for you today. We thank you today. We're here in expectation, not only that you'll pour out, but Lord, we're here in expectation that each one of us make a commitment that we will pour out our hearts to you. 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 Lord, we worship you with everything that we have, spirit, soul, body, mind, and strength. Lord, we worship you with everything. Jesus, this service, this day, it's about you. It's about you. We thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Just lift your hands with me now. Lord, we just worship you. We praise you. Thank you, Father. Lord, we are a house of prayer. Not just asking everything that we want, but Lord, we're a house of prayer, praying to you, worshiping you, giving you all the glory and all the praise. Lord, we worship you, lifting holy hands to the Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we praise you. Just say it with me. Just say, Jesus, we praise you. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you. Thank you. We give you the glory. Father, we praise you. We worship you. You are good. And your mercy endures forever. You are good, Lord. And your mercy endures forever. Yeah, glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Yeah, there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. Now just say this with me. Just say, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We don't grieve you. We want to flow by the Spirit and not by the mind. And not by the flesh, but by your spirit. For in your spirit is life and peace. It's the will of God. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. We'll not grieve you in this house or our house. But we welcome you. And we worship you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Now just worship Him with your mouth. Thank you, Father. Now some of you may be able to sense this, some may not. But uh, there when we started that, in that last little section, uh, something changed. You could feel it. You could feel that. Amen. You could feel that change. Glory to God. Father, we worship you. It was good before. But see, when we put him first, things change. When we go after him, not just, for, not just for a message, not just for a touch of healing, but we just go after him. Thank you, Lord. He'll do all those other things as well. But it's in him. In him we live and move and have our being. In him we live. We have life to the full till it overflows. 
We move. We, we hear from him. We know where to go. We know how to get there, and we're empowered to get there. We move. We have our motion in life. We have our direction, our destination, our vision. In him, we live and we move, and we have our being. Anything that needs to come into being comes into being. Anything that needs to be manifested is manifested whether it be healing or finances or tools will have abundance for every good work anything a restoration it comes into being in him in jesus jesus we praise you and we seek to be in you we seek to worship you thank you thank you thank you glory to god hallelujah 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 in revelation chapter 2 Jesus is talking to the church of Ephesus and he says, oh church, you've done all these great mighty things. I'm paraphrasing. You've done all these great mighty things, but I have this against you. You've left your first love. Your first love is that intimacy in Jesus. So many times we can be about it. We can be doing great things. Other people can look on and be like, oh, they're such a godly person. They're such a great church. That's doing so much good. But if we forget that it's all about being in him, then we'll move to the place where he's saying, look, I've got something against you. It's about being in Jesus, in his presence. And in his presence is fullness of joy. In other words, he'll start to bring about everything that you need in his presence. Father, we praise you and we worship you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, now, amen. See, the Lord's already doing some work in, in us. He's already solving some things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody's already been healed in here. It wouldn't surprise me if already the favor that you need in your business has been put on that customer's mind. It wouldn't surprise me if the ideas that you needed. How do, I, how do I handle my household? What do I need to do, Lord? It wouldn't surprise me if just it's already starting to work. It's already starting to happen. You're getting those words. Glory to God. Look forward to January. Our life groups will start back on January. What's the date? The 8th? January 8th. Life groups start back. Are you ready? Are you ready to be a part of the family? Are you ready to, be, to grow together, to strengthen each other, to lift one another up? The word says as the day gets closer to the end, encourage one another. In other words, we got to be around each other to encourage each other. It's important. Are you ready? They start back January 8th. Glory to God. I've been putting out some daily encouragements on social media and uh, watch for them. I'm, I'm what I do, I don't just do a slew of them. Uh, I'll grab a hold of whatever the Holy Ghost is saying that day or that week. And I, I give you exactly what the Lord wants me to give that day. So generally there's something specifically and special for you. For Boomerang, it's even more special because you're a part of the planting here. You're part of the vision. And so what I'm giving, it may bless other people, but it's specific nutrition, timely nutrition for you. So look for those and then share them with people. They'll bless others as well. Monday night, the men's meeting at Blue Bay at 7 p.m. The men's meeting at 7 p.m. Guys, we need to be around guys that are strong, that will help keep us accountable. We need to be in those places. Men's meeting Sunday night. And then uh, this coming Saturday is uh, I'm teaching and doing a leadership teaching, leadership vision at Resurrection Community Church Saturday morning at 830. It'll help you not only in the church, but it'll help you in business as well. It'll also help you in your home and in life. Uh, so if you'd like to be a part of that, anybody can come. I want to grow in my leadership. And all of us are called to grow in our leadership. And then the Christmas Eve service, 5 p.m. on December 24th. Plan on inviting. There's already an event for that and the leadership. Go on Facebook, share it. Share it. And listen, go there. Start inviting your coworkers. This is one of those times where everybody will come if you'll invite them. They're just waiting on somebody to invite them. Christmas Eve, 
5 p.m. We're going to worship. It's literally going to be about one hour service, kind of intimate, kind of precious, and then we're going to go home and release them to go and uh, open presents with their family, and I'm going to put on uh, my snowman, or my Santa Claus jumpsuit. Amen. (laughs) And I'm going to get comfortable. All right, glory to God. Well, let's jump into the offering today. I told you I wanted to give you some things about the offering. And uh, let's go first to Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. Is there anybody that's desiring breakthrough in your life? Nobody? Oh, okay. I'll ask it again so now you know I want a response. Is there anybody that's desiring breakthrough in your life? Glory to God. If you're not willing to move on it, you won't have it. If you're not willing to take action on it, you won't have it. Now there's a story here. Have you ever heard the story of the manna in the wilderness? So what happened was there were, the Israelites were out in the middle of the desert and there was no food really happening out there. And the Lord said, I'm going to send manna. And uh, manna is like, I think the word actually means uh, what is it? <laughs> what is it? Manna means, what is that? Right? But it was, the recounts of it basically was like, it was sort of like uh, bread wafers that had a kind of a sweet taste to it. That's the accounts of it. But here's what would happen. They'd go to sleep at night, they'd wake up, and the ground would be covered with this supernatural bread from heaven. Supernatural manna. And it said they would go out, they would take a certain amount for each person, and they'd go out of their tents and collect this manna, and they would eat of it. Now, here's what's interesting. Whatever they, they could only collect enough for each person, which was plenty to eat off of, but any that they had left over, when they woke up the next morning, it would be rotten and spoiled. Now, there was a neat thing that happened. On, on the Sabbath day, remember, they weren't supposed to work on the Sabbath day. And so what would happen was the day before the Sabbath, they would collect two times as much, and it would not be spoiled the next morning. It would supernaturally be kept. Right? But here's what I want you to see. It was, I wanted you to hear this story because it's important to what we're talking about receiving abundance. Is you've got to see that God desires to supernaturally give to you every single day. That his will has not changed. That was a type and a shadow. That was an example of how God wants to bless his people. So when Jesus says, pray this way, our our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. What he's saying is, you got all provision laid up in the spirit every single day. You just gotta, you gotta put some faith and some action to it, and you'll receive that thing. But he's already got it there. All right, now this is important as we continue in this. Let's look at Malachi three and verse eight. We talked about this last week. You remember last week we talked about the tithe, and if you didn't see this, the basis for this starts with the tithe. The tithe is a ten percent of your increase. I had multiple questions this week: Is the tithe on the gross or the net? Um, and I had somebody ask this question at one point, and they said this. They said. Uh, Well, do you want the blessing on the gross amount or the net amount only? I was like, that's a great question. (laughs) I was like, I want the whole thing blessed, you know. And so what happened was this, was we started to realize, uh, Nicole and I used to do that on the net, and we had problems. And then we did it on the gross, and the problems seemed to go away. And I was like, well, that from experience is there. But here's the thing, you tithe on your increase. Now, most people see that they're saying, do I tithe before taxes or after taxes? Because all I'm taking home is after taxes. Yeah, but you live in a country that's blessed. You live in a country where you have roads. You live in a country where you have an, a military that helps to protect you, that allows you to come and worship. This, your taxes, whether you choose them to pay or not, I mean, I don't choose to pay, I don't choose to pay the people at the grocery store either. I'd rather just go take the stuff and go home. But it's a funny 
funny thing. They'll tackle me before I get out the door. And as much as I don't really want to give any extra money away, it costs something. Well, it costs something to live in this country, and it's an increase. Not everybody sees it that way, and I'm sorry about that, but it is an increase. It's a blessing. And so here's one of the things people are looking at. They're like, I can't live barely, if at all, on what I take home. I know that. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard. How many stories I've heard, including our own. How we were trying to live off of 100% that we brought home and couldn't do it. Then we started tithing 10%, so now we're living off of the 90%. And somehow we had more with the 90 than we did with the 10. It's a step of faith, stepping out and saying, Lord, I trust you more than what I see on paper. I trust you more than what I see on paper. And you're saying, Lord, I, in other words, I, I need supernatural. Obviously, a lot of times we're sitting there going, it hasn't been working the way I've been doing it. I might as well try something else. But the Lord says, try me and see if I will not pour you out a blessing. Now, we talked about that. The blessing of the tithe is that he will rebuke the devourer. When he says, give us our daily bread, daily bread is also, remember over in in the New Testament, when Jesus is being tempted by the devil and he says, hey, turn these stones into bread. Jesus said this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, I can get a supernatural bread of the word. I can get a word from God. I can get an instruction from God. I can can get vision from God, and that will feed me not only spiritually, but also physically as well. And Jesus was sitting at the well and talking to the woman at the well, and the disciples go, hey, do you want something to eat? He says, I got food you don't know about. My food is to do the work of the Father. In other words, he was being physically nourished supernaturally. Many times the word and the bread that we can believe on is, Lord, give me the word for today. In other words, think about it this way. Lord, I need provision today. I'm not, and I need, I need stuff. I need food in the cabinet. I need money in the bank account. I need these things today. I need Food. I need provision. I need abundance to do every good work. Has anybody been there before? And anybody should, everybody should be there now because even if all your needs are met and even you got some of the desires met, do you have the ability to believe God for more abundance to do more every, every good work? Yeah. yeah. And if you have the ability to believe God on a higher level and then you don't do it, you're burying your talents. So let's say that your budget to live is $50,000 to live. For your family, I need $50,000 to pay, buy the groceries, everything. And I got, I got fifty-five that comes in and I, I'm tithing and I have all my budget met and everything. But you have the ability to whom much is given, much is required. You have the ability to believe God for more. Why? Because you're made in His image. You're made, you've been given the gift of faith. You have the ability to believe God for more. And so, what? well, my needs are getting met. Why should I believe more? Because there's stuff to do in the kingdom. There's people to be born again. That stuff doesn't just pay for itself. What if you could believe God for an extra 100,000? See, most people, if they believe God for an extra hundred thousand, they'd be like, I just got a hundred thousand dollar raise. They wouldn't be thinking about God, they'd be thinking about themselves. So it shows their heart. Well, I'm fine, we're getting by and everything. I don't need anything else. That is very selfish. Very selfish. Very selfish. I hear, you know, quote unquote, religious people talk about that. You don't have a heart to give. You don't have a heart to give. If you had a heart to give, you'd be thinking about, how can I earn more for the kingdom? And we've been those people too. And then the Lord woke us up. And I went, 
You know, I have people all the time, and they're like, you know, our life is better than it's ever been before. The ministry's at a better place than it's ever been before. But I was recently in a meeting, and they said, who here could use more in your life or in your, in your, in your finance? I'm like, me. Because why? I can always do more. I'm believing God. We cannot get lax in our faith. He says, this is the work that you believe on him that he sent. In other words, I got, I got faith in me. I've got to use it. And we need to be using it not just for healing and not just for ourselves, but we need to be using it for the kingdom. If you truly are making the kingdom of God first in your life, won't you put faith towards it? Won't you put faith towards it? So many times people are there getting by, they're paying all their bills, and so they just chill out. And they've got the seed of faith sitting on the inside of them and they're not using it all. And God's saying, you wicked and evil servant. I don't want to be that. I don't want you to be that. Because here's what happens if we say, no, I can believe God for more. I can believe him for more. I can believe him for increase and abundance for every good work. I can put my faith to work and then all of a sudden I take what he's given me and I multiply it. All of a sudden he says, well done good and faithful servant. This is part of what that parable is talking about. It's talking about what do you do with what you have in your hands. And you might not have all the finances that you want. You may be saying, hey, uh, pastor, I'll just pay for the building. Let's buy some more land. Let's build a new one. You may be in that position. But a lot of people are not in that position. But they would say, if I had it, I would do it. No, if you're not doing it now, you wouldn't do it. The Bible's very clear about that. So we've got to say, Lord, I'm going to do with what I have right now. What do I have in my hand? You know, we did a series, and this is actually, we're talking about today in the sermon later on, the linchpin of the age, the church. The series that started it all was this, was a series that said, uh, cloudy with a chance of loaves and fishes. And if you see it, there's a cartoonish picture like cloudy with a chance of meatballs and Jesus is covered in in loaves and fishes and an arm sticking out and a leg sticking out. And why? Because we think that that he lifts up the the loaves and the fishes and asks God to bless it and and it just goes boom and pours out this supernatural abundance. If that would have happened, he'd have been covered in a pile of 15,000 meals. 15,000 meals. Can you imagine being covered up by the blessing of 15,000 Happy Meals? With a leg and an arm sticking out. It didn't happen like that. It happened. It says this. The Word tells us very clearly. He kept breaking. He took what he had and he broke it. And he blessed it and he sowed it. He broke it and he blessed it and he sowed it. He broke it. And he blessed. He broke. I love what, to give you an idea of how this might have worked, Pastor Tracy, one of my spiritual fathers, says this. He said, and he broke the fish, and the head grew a tail, and the tail grew a head. And he passed it to his disciples, and they broke. And he broke it. And a head, head grew a tail, and a tail grew a head. And he broke it, and he handed it off. And the miracle happened as they utilized what was in their hands. That, you know, he feeds the 5,000 in the first chapter of Matthew. He feeds the 5,000. Many people don't know this, but in the very next chapter, they feed 4,000. What's neat about that situation is this. In in the first chapter where the 5,000 happens, it says, and Jesus, the verb is different. He says, he kept breaking. Boom, 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 boom. He showed them how to do it. In the next chapter, it says this. The verb's different. It says, he started breaking. In other words, he started it, handed it to his disciples, and backed up and watched the miracle take place in their hands. What are you doing with what's in your hands? Are we fine? My four and no more? We're good. We're paying our bills. This was not the message I was going to give you on tithes and, and, and offerings, but it apparently is the one that needed to be preached because the anointing came all over it. Watch this. I'll give you more of it tonight because I'll give you what I was going to give you, maybe, perhaps. 
I th always think I'm going to give you what I think I'm going to give you, but it just doesn't always work like that. Malachi 3.8. Will a man rob God? Yet yeah, you're robbing me. How have we robbed you? The Lord's answer. In tithes, hear this, and offerings. We can rob God in offerings because whether we know it or not, whether we're aware of it or not, he's, he's sending out a communication from heaven. Hey, believer, you know what the tithe is. It's 10% of your increase. Here's what the offering is over and above your tithe. I want you to give this much. But the issue is we might not, but if we're not given to utilize what's in our hand or we think that it, uh, I'm comfortable with my four and no more, then we're not even listening for anything extra. I gave my tithe. I gave my tithe. We're not even, we don't even have our ears open. And God says we're robbing him. But here's what's actually happening. We're not just robbing him, we're robbing ourselves. Because the tithe opens up the opportunity to give the offering. It opens up the word, the daily bread. I'm giving you a word that you can then live on. And if you'll sow this, then you'll reap this. Because God's not mocked whatsoever a man sows, that we also reap. And so, or we hear from God, all right, give $100, give 10 cents. Give $10,000. Give a million dollars. Give uh, $10.39. $10 and we hear it, but we're like, no, 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 I gave my tithe. I'm, I'm just, I just came in, and I'm going to give $5 today. You, that's where we're robbing God. And we've all done it. We've all robbed him in that way. And it comes down to, do we have a heart that's prepared to give or not in that way? And so many times we're sitting there. We had a situation. I was telling somebody yesterday. There was a period of time where I needed to pay a bill, and it was like $2,000. The bill was coming up. It was $2,000. It was a ton of money to us. If I don't pay this thing off, you know, uh, you know, little postcards from the bank and phone calls from people I really don't want to talk to start happening, you know. And the bank, I don't know what it is. Like, they just like multiplying those fees. I, I don't know. Y'all never had that happen. We used to have it happen a lot. I don't like that. I didn't like that at all. But if I don't have like $2,000 by Friday, all that's going to start happening. Boom, 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 boom. Well, back up about six years before that. I'm sitting at a meeting. It's like a Monday or Tuesday night. I'm over in Concord at a, at a place where God told me to go. The message was good. If it was just left up to me, just left up to me, I would not have given that night. Because I really didn't know the character of the guy. I felt like they were pulling in force and compulsion, trying to get me to give with the wrong, with the wrong heart. I felt like that. I'm sitting there, but right as I, I always check. I never go to a service and not be prepared to give. If I eat, I should, I should give. I'm not talking about tithe. I'm talking about offering. If I eat, I should give. And so, in other words, I mean, if I go to Burger King, I get a Whopper my way, they're going to expect me to pay something, right? Well, how is it that we think differently when we come and eat the kind of food that will last forever, and God says, look, you don't muzzle the ox that's treading out the grain. In other words, you should give. And every time I step into a service, I'm prepared to give something. Even if it's small, it doesn't matter. I'm prepared to give something. And so I sit there and I'm like, I don't even know if I like this guy preaching. And But, Lord, what would you have me to give? And what he told me to give, we had a bill due at the end of the week, like $300. And I had like $305 in the bank. And the Lord said, give something like $250. I'm like, I... Nothing coming in between now and Friday. I got to pay this bill. I, don't, I was like, if I give this, that was a huge offering to us. Huge that day. Huge. That was basically everything. And now I'm not going to be able to pay this bill. Now, if you hadn't heard from God, you don't need to do that. But I knew I had heard from him. I knew I had. But I'm sitting there thinking, Lord, I don't want to give this offering to this guy. I don't even know if I like this guy. 
The Lord said, it's not about him, it's about you. I was like, oh. So I wrote the check. I don't even know if we had cell phones working at that time. Anyway, when I talked to Nicole, I said, so uh, guess what? We did. <laughs> we, <laughs> we gave this offering. Uh, we, gotta, we need to believe God for this week because I don't know how the bill's going to get paid, but we gave that offering. I was sitting there, I was like, you know, I wasn't real happy about it, but I was happy to be obedient to God, but, you know, the action in itself I wasn't real happy about, and somehow that bill got paid. I forget how that happened. Fast forward five, six, seven years. We moved from where we are up to Albemarle. I'm sitting there. There's a $2,000 bill that's due. All of a sudden, uh, it comes through supernaturally. This bill gets paid. Immediately, as soon as I find out that that's done, the Lord speaks to me. He says, do you remember that offering to that guy that you didn't even know you, if you liked him or not? I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Y'all might not have ever been there. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Because that one, that one took some faith. He said, what you just received today was the harvest of that. He said, you didn't know it, but I knew that this day would come. And so I had you sow that day. Because I opened up an opportunity to give then so that it would be here when you needed it multiplied. I was like, glory to God. Thank you, Father. For getting me over my own stupidity. Thank you, Lord, for telling me what to do, even though I wouldn't have done it on my own. Thank you, Father, for opening up a field for me to plant in so that I would have it when I need it. Thank you. I just praise you. And we got to understand that when we start to tithe, it opens up those opportunities. It opens up a word from the Lord that will bring the supernatural provision. So it's not about whether or not the ministry needs it or, or not. It's about us being obedient. See, if we're just giving, but we haven't heard a word, then we're just sacrificing. It's just costing us. But if we move in obedience to the word of God, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. See, when we start tithing, it opens up a word to us. And then when that word opens up, if we'll choose to be obedient, we plant supernaturally to receive the harvest supernaturally. And God knows everything in the future that we need, when we need it, how we need it. He's got that all lined up so it pays us to listen to him not to the preacher necessarily unless he's speaking for God not he shouldn't be telling you necessarily what to do I've got to listen to him because he said if I don't listen for him and I'm not obedient to what he says I can rob him in my offerings over and above my tithes but if I listen to him all of a sudden he will open up the blessing, and all of a sudden I'll be prepared for every good work in every place. I'll have what I need when I need it. He's opening up those doors and those opportunities for us. And every time there's an offering taken up, you have that opportunity. You have that ability. And you should sow it in faith, going, look, Lord, I'm sowing it. Remember about the manna. If they just sat in their tent... Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just praise you. Uh, glory to God. I know that there's manna out there. There's blessing out there. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, there's manna out there. And Lord, thank you for blessing me. Just bring it on in the tent. Just bring it on in here. And the Lord said, no, manna's out there. I supernaturally made it happen. You got to get up and get it. And you got to trust me for it on a regular basis. It's not just today. It's an every day, your daily bread. So that means when I get up and I have the ability, I've got to say, look, Lord, I'm bringing my tithe and my offering. I'm bringing it and I'm, I'm moving by faith. I'm moving with action and work and I'm taking it. And when we'll take that and then we'll plan it, boom. All of a sudden, we open up. It's just like them going out of the tent with their, with their bucket and collecting that supernatural provision. And so when we take our offering and our tithes and our offerings, we come up here and we say, Lord, today I'm planning this. 
And supernaturally, you are going to overflow. Supernaturally, you're going to pour into my life. Supernaturally, you're going to handle things. I don't know how to handle it on my own, but I know you've got it all worked out. And I'm putting my faith in you, not in myself, because if I did it just myself, I've already proven that's messed up. That's all messed up. I'm trusting you. And when we'll put faith on that. See, when we give in our offering, when we give in the offering, many times, many times, almost every time, unless I just miss it, many times Nicole and I are sitting there and we're saying, Lord, I trust you. We're saying, Lord, I trust you. And I, listen, I sow into my own meetings. You can ask Paul, when we went over into the Philippines, I would preach. Why? Because I believe what I'm preaching. <laughs> I, I'm sowing into what I'm saying because I'm receiving too. Every time I preach, did I or did I not sow into that meeting? Why? Because I believe what I'm telling you. And I've, we've seen the power of God come out. So when we sow, we're saying, Lord, this is our worship to you. This is a part of our worship. Just as much as me singing and praising God, this is a part of our worship. I give it to you. I love you. And Lord, I'm giving it in faith. I'm expecting that you will take this like your word says and you will multiply the seed sown. I'm believing you for favor. I'm believing you for supernatural. I'm believing you for coming through. One more story on this. Several years ago, Justin can remember this. Justin had a bike shop. He used to race bikes and uh, still rides a lot of bikes and can outride anybody here, I promise. And uh, <laughs> he had a bike shop. And uh, I had, uh, over time, I became more and more embarrassed about the kind of bike that I did have. And uh, Justin was very kind to me and didn't let me know how bad it was. But it was very heavy. Uh, it weighed something like 28 pounds, I think the bike was. I used to think that was light until I picked up his carbon frame bike. And uh, <laughs> uh, how much does the carbon frame weigh? Just average? 15 pounds. And uh, anyway, it's nothing. Well, if you drop a pound or two on a bike, if you're a serious cyclist, it makes a big, big difference. Big difference. Um, anyway, so I was believing for a better bike. So I put me a little basket on the, on the wall in my office, and I said, this is my bike fund. And I was just like, if anything extra comes in, I'm going to put it in that, in that fund. All of a sudden, at the leading of the Lord, Abigail and Rachel decide we're going to sew into Daddy's bike. Eventually, Justin found me a bike, great bike. I still have it today, and it's like, I think, 18 pounds or something like that. Something close to that. Anyway, great bike. But it was going to, I was saving, I was saving up, I guess, like $1,000 to get a decent bike. He ended up being a blessing. It didn't cost me that much. It was a blessing. There was favor on it. But here's what I want you to see. The girls said, we're going to give. They went and emptied their piggy bank. And they poured, that was the first money in my bike fund, was their money, their piggy bank money. I, of course, I'm crying because I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I just, it blessed me. I didn't get my bike for like six months or so, but one month after they gave that, my brother calls me and he says, hey, me and my wife, we just have it on our hearts. We just, do the girls have a bike? I was like, No. He said, we just have it on our hearts to get them a new bike. We're going to go buy them both a new bike and bring it to you. I'm like, glory to God. One month later, they had a brand new bike. I'm still believing for mine. Why? Because they sewed. They, they weren't even believing for a bike. They weren't even believing for it. Is that not what happened? I was like, man, check that out. They weren't even believing for it. God just said, I give to you richly all things to enjoy. And they enjoyed those bikes. They were brand new. He just showed up at the house with them because they sowed. There's things that we're missing in our lives because we haven't taken on the heart of a giver. We haven't taken on the heart of a giver. And we need to be a giver. So this morning you have opportunity to give. Don't give under pressure. I'm, if you heard what I said, 
hear from the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to give? He knows exactly what you need, what you have, what's coming up. He knows how to handle all that. The question is, do we know how to be obedient? Do we know how? And why am I teaching on this? Paul said it like this in Philippians. Let me read it to you. Philippians 4, 17. They're talking about money and giving and receiving. Have you ever heard those verses, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? You ever heard the verse, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Did you know that those verses are surrounding giving? The reason he's saying that, the reason he said, Paul's saying, my God who supplied for me, my God who supplied for me will supply for you in the same way. My God who supplied all my needs you can, you can connect with that same anointing of a supply. Why? Because you gave a gift. That's what that says. But then I want you to hear this. Paul says this in verse 17. He says, not that I seek the gift itself. I understand this more now than I ever have. Not that I seek the gift myself. Listen to this. But I seek for the profit which increases to your account. Did you know that you have a heavenly account? That day that the Lord asked me to give to that guy that I didn't even know if I liked, the Lord was looking to get something into my account so that later on, some years later, when I needed to withdraw and, and receive from that account, it was sitting there waiting on me. He needed me to sow into it then, to invest into my account that day. So he told me what to do. We've got to learn that God knows better than us. He knows what we need, when we need it. He knows how we need it. But we've got to say, Lord, I trust you. And when we go to the place that we trust him, all of a sudden things open up. They get to that place. It all starts with the tithe, but then it moves into the offering. Abundance doesn't come just from the tithe. Abundance comes with the offering. And so the tithe opens up the windows to see, Lord, how do I inject into my account how do i sow into you how do i give into you in this way the tithe opens that all up and then we move into the offering and so here it is you have a spiritual account that god says i want you to have i want it to be full i want you to have fruit in your account and i want you to be able to withdraw from it and see what happened was the girls not even knowing it, but just hearing from the Holy Ghost in the heart of love to give, the girl said, I want to bless Daddy. Yeah. I want to bless Daddy. I want to bless the kingdom of God. The Matthew 6, Nicole said it earlier in the opening. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. But see, if we're seeking all of the physical we're going to solve our problem. What we're not seeking is the spiritual things of God. We're not seeking the kingdom. But when we give and we say, Lord, I'm giving to you, we're saying, Lord, you're first. Your kingdom's first. I'm going to go after you first. And all of a sudden God says, and I'll add everything to you. So when we give, we're saying, Lord, I trust you. I worship you. I honor you. And I give to you. So today you have that opportunity. Just, just the other week, where's it? Hand me a mic. Jared, will you come here? I'm just going to ask you some questions. Just, so many of you saw the testimony this week, but here's what happened. He had an event. We had the Boom Fest and Boom Revival. But each year he's helped his uncle, uh, who's a little bit older, go and prepare a hunt. And in order to do that, he could probably do it himself, but he is older, he needed help. And Jared says, I, I need to honor, I need, listen to this, 
I need to give of myself. So he's been helping him do that. But this year when it came to help him, it was right in the middle of Boomfest, Boom Revival. He says, I know I've got to be at church. I need to be here. But I feel like I need to help too. I said, well, ask the Lord for wisdom and he'll do it. Ask the Lord for that wisdom. And so all of a sudden he says, I said, what about this? How's this timeline work? He said, that'll, that'll probably work. So he goes, he's at church that morning, he goes to help him like he, like he said he would do and had been doing. And then he goes, he's back that night, he's everywhere he needs to be. He honors God and he honors his family, right? The Lord showed him wisdom on how to do it. I didn't realize that the deer that he got was connected to this story until he sent me the article. But here's what I said to him. I said this, tell him that statement I said. You said if. I do what he tells me to do, he's going to reward me. He watches and he rewards, which is the same thing that Stephen was saying at Revival. Yeah. So it all just, it lines up. Basically, if you'll hear from God and be obedient, you'll be blessed. Yeah. So he goes, he, he's blessing, and all of a sudden, right in that moment, he goes out, was it Thursday you went out? Yep. So that was on Sunday, or Saturday we talked, I think. Sunday you went and handled that, yep. and then you went out Thursday to go hunt. Right. You're sitting there, looks like nothing's happening that day. No, I sat till 1.40 and I only saw one deer. One deer. Yep. And then, what happened and what words did you hear when you said it? <laughs> well. Okay, okay. Uh, when I was sitting there, Shot the deer, and that morning, it was a long sit. I don't know if anybody hunts, but when you sit for that long, you get tired. Uh, I had read my Bible in the stand. I had eaten some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I was praying. I actually took a nap, believe it or not. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm expecting. I, you know, I, I did what I thought I was supposed to do, what I had heard, and, you know, Deer like that don't come from around here. Um, so when I shot it, I knew he was okay. I didn't know he was that big. And when I got down on him, I sat down and started tearing up because the words, I mean, they just, it hit me, you know. And, you know, that's an awesome deer. And that's. You do what God that, says and you'll be blessed. And, and you knew that, that was the blessing. Yes. And not only that, it's touched people like yeah mom got a guy at work now that because of that you know because of that blessing because of that he's asking questions now and that's you know i that's what i asked for yeah you know, when i did it i was like you know if i'm supposed to you know put it out there that's yeah. what i want if you don't so, know the deer that he got and harvested it was a trophy deer and immediately caught the attention of people. You immediately had a guy reach out to do an interview on you and a write-up in Carolina Sportsman and everything. I shared it the other day when he sent me the link. It, last time I looked, a couple of days ago, it had 50 shares already. I mean, just boom, 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 boom. The Lord says this, that he gives us a wealth to establish his covenant. So in other words, he'll give blessings and prosperity, not just in finances, but he'll bless you. When you're obedient, he wants to bless you so that it will catch the attention of the world and say, how is he blessed? And the Lord says, he's blessed because of me. This is the plan of God. It's a part of his evangelism for us to walk in that way. We're supposed to be walking in it. And some of you have heard, thank you, sir. Some of you have heard uh, me tell a story where a guy came by one time and I had an old beat up car and uh, it was paid for, but it was beat up. And the guy said, he, got, he said, well, it's good to see a preacher not driving a Mercedes. He didn't realize he was ticking me off. He didn't realize, that's exactly, you just pushed me, you just told me that my witness for God was horrible. He thought he was giving me a compliment. I was like, man, man, it pushed me. No, I, mm -mm, I need to believe God. I need to believe God. This is not what the world's supposed to be seeing. They're not supposed to be seeing beat up sheep. I've yeah. got to make sure yeah. that I trust God and don't bury my faith. And so we believe the Lord in that way. So as we're ready today, you can give online at givebc.org.
If you're writing a check out, you can make it to Boomerang Church. Just hear God. doesn't have to be. We should give our tithes, yes, but then you ask the Lord, Lord, what do I give? And the reason that we do it is because we say, Lord, I need to be somewhere else. I need to be at a different place. You've given me and put inside of me the ability to believe. And I need to believe for more so that your kingdom can do what we're supposed to do. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. There's no great need that we need. We, we always can utilize finances, always. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, uh, do you know what you would do if you had a million dollars? I was like, yeah, I do. I know exactly pretty much where every penny of it would go. I can utilize it right now today. I can put it to work and build the kingdom without question. I know exactly what to do. You know, so it, it, there's no great financial deficit. There's no great need that you're meeting. You're just learning to be obedient today. And we're all seeking, including Nicole and myself, Lord, I'm sowing into your kingdom. Why? Because I need to move into the place of abundance for every good work so that I can be blessed and show the covenant of God and how good he is. Amen? Here's what we're going to do. I want you all to get ready to sing that new song. We're going to pray over the offering. We're going to have you to come up and bring your offering and sow it. And sow it in faith. Sow it in worship. I'm going to talk more about a key on how to receive this evening. On, how, on the plan of God. The Lord told me the reason why I'm doing this over the, the last few weeks. Because he said, he said the people need to know how to sow and receive. Paul said it in the word. He said concerning sowing and receiving. They always go together. Just like a breath. If I don't exhale, I can't inhale. I can't inhale until I exhale. They go together. It's a part of life. It's concerning sowing and receiving. Giving and receiving. And so we've got to learn how to flow in the abundance. And see, you can apply this in faith in many ways. But what we're going to do is we're going to stand up. We're going to pray over this offering. We're going to learn. We're going to... Give it in faith and in worship. And when they start singing the song, we're going to bring it up. We're going to deposit it. When you come up here, don't just come up here and just throw it in. Don't do that. You step up here, Lord, I'm believing. I'm sowing into your kingdom. But not only that, I'm not going to leave it just as a seed sacrifice that I'll never see again. I'm going to put faith on it because your word says that I should receive. Blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And when I give it, Lord, I'm, I'm kick-starting my finances today. They might not have ever been kick-started before, but I'm kick-starting them today because I'm giving this in worship. I'm giving it in faith. I'm giving it in love because I'm being obedient to what you told me to do. I'm not giving any more or any less than what you said, but I'm giving it in that way. And then we're going to worship to that song. And as they finish the song, she's going to dismiss. And we'll come back at 4 p.m. today. Amen? Amen. Father, I just pray just stand on your feet. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We give you the glory. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. Lord, right now, Lord, change lives. Change financial situations. Change, change, change it, Lord. Bring it higher in the name of Jesus. Bring it higher, Lord. Right now, every bondage, every mediocrity, every bit of average, Lord, bring prosperity in their finances. Bring prosperity in their body. Bring prosperity in their word. Bring prosperity there, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. See, Lord, we know that if we can get it in our finances, we'll get it in every other area. This is Church 101. Finances is Church 101. Lord, we thank you. We're learning. We're growing in spiritual things. If we don't grow in the small thing, how will you give us the true riches of the kingdom? 
the power of God, the anointing of God. Lord, we've got to learn how to give of ourselves when it's an easy thing like finances. Lord, we've got to learn the, the principles that bring it back, that multiply it. Lord, we've got to learn how to sow in our finances so we also see how to sow our time, how to sow our efforts, how to sow our faith. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, when we drop this in, in the basket today, when we bring our tithes and our offerings to the altar today, Lord, we're putting it on the altar. We're saying, Lord, I, in obedience, I sow this and I receive it. I receive it back, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I receive an abundant harvest on this because I'm sowing it in faith, hope and love and those things will change it it'll turn it around lord let lives be turned around now in jesus name lord i'm tired of seeing people in lack i'm tired of seeing them sick lord supernaturally lord let it pour out a blessing in jesus name let the blessing be poured out let it today as they give to you not just of their finances but of their heart lord let it change today in Jesus' name. Lord, let their heart change today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for pulling us up out of the hole, pulling us out of the ditch, pulling us out of mediocre and average and taking us to the place of greatness in Jesus' name. Lord, just like at prayer this morning, Father, let it be that if somebody needs something that's done in this area and in this county, this congregation, this body of Christ is so influential, is so wealthy, is so much a part of your covenant that anything that happens flows through here. They'll say, if you've got to get something done, you need to know somebody at Boomerang because they are the ones who influence this area, this region, and even this state in the name of Jesus. You've got to know somebody. Lord, let your people walk at that level. Lord, let them not walk at the place where they don't know where it's coming from anymore. But Lord, let them be surprised with your goodness and your favor. Lord, let them be surprised in their business, Lord. Let them overflow. Let them walk in it, Lord. And Father, as we give today and as we sow, Father, as we sow into you and into your kingdom, we receive it as changed in Jesus' name. Just say it with me. Say, today everything changes. And I move from one level to the next. I'm going up. I'm receiving. And I'm giving on a new level in Jesus' name. And as you give, give in that heart of love and faith and hope, expectation that exactly what we just declared is coming to pass. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Blessed, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Let it be in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may bring your offer.